sorry, my lips are really dry. I can't whistle very well today. I mean, I don't know that I can whistle very well any day, but today seems worse than usual. Anyway, um, it's a beautiful day. I mean, it could be raining. There could be snow. Uh, it could have lightning and thunder, but it could just be sunny, too. At any rate, it's it's a nice day, and I'm having a good day. I hope you're having a good day, too. Except, even though it's a beautiful day, I I just feel kind of, I don't know, like, just not, not really myself today. I, I kind of feel just depressed a little bit today, and I'm, I'm not really sure why. That's kind of the worst, is when you feel depressed and you're not really sure why. Because when you feel sad and, and you can think, oh, I know, it's because I did something I shouldn't have, or it's because a friend of mine is sick, or something like that, then at least you have a reason, and you know why you're sad. But when you don't know, then there's nothing you can do about it, and you can't try and change it or make it better. Where if you did something wrong, and you're sad about that, you can go make it right. Or if your friend is sick, you can at least pray for them. And maybe you can go do something for them to help them. But when you don't really know why you feel sad and depressed, then you don't really know what to do. And and so that's kind of sad and hard to deal with. Anyway, <coughs> moving on from that, let's tell a story. Uh, we're going to tell a story about an old man. Well, he wasn't that old, but he was probably in his 50s. And he he lived alone. He lived in the mountains, the Rocky Mountains. And they're in the middle of the United States. Well, kind of in the middle. A little more in the west side of the United States. Big, tall string of mountains that goes all the way through North America. And really beautiful mountains and snowy lots of times. And lots of forests and rocks and lots of wild animals. There's bear there, and there's mountain lions, and there's elk. I don't even know if that's what elk sound like. And then there's deer, of course, too, and there's coyotes, and there's wolves, and in some places in the Rocky Mountains there's moose, and yeah, lots of different animals. Um... And this guy, his name was, uh, what was his name? Oh, his name was Cuthbert, but everybody just called him Bert. And Bert was a trapper. And he lived alone, up in a cabin, in the middle of the mountains. But lots of the times he wouldn't be in his cabin because he'd be trapping. And he'd have to go to different areas to trap. Now, you might be asking, what is a trapper? What What does trapping mean? Well, that means that he would set, like, traps for animals to catch them. And then he would skin them and use their fur. And he would eat the meat, too, if it was an animal that was good to eat. And <clears throat> he would sell the, the furs. And he just, he did lots of other things, too. He hunted and fished, and sometimes he would make stuff out of wood, make bowls and spoons and, and other furniture and things like that. 
He lived alone in the mountains, except that he had one dog, and this dog's name was Wolf. <laughs> hey, Wolf. Hey, boy. Come here. Yeah, there's a good boy. Nice boy, Wolf. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and he was really, really good friends with Wolf. And he lived alone in the mountains, and so sometimes it would get really, really snowy. And he would get stuck in his cabin because the snow would make it to where he couldn't even get out the door. Oh, look outside, Wolf. Look at the snow pouring down. That's gonna, it's gonna entomb us in this little cabin. I think we're gonna be snowbound. Is that all right? <laughs> yeah, you like being snowbound, but I don't. I don't like being to where I can't get to anywhere else. Can't go trick my traps or anything. Well, the snow came down and down and further down and more and more snow came falling down. And sure enough, the next day when Bert woke up, he looked out the window and all he could see was white. Because snow had come right up over top of the window. When he tried to open the door, couldn't open it. Well, I guess we're stuck in here for a little while, Wolf, old boy. I better light me a fire. So he lit a fire. That's the snapping, crackling of the wood as it's being burned. And he made himself up a bunch of stew with some uh, elk meat. Mm, that's some good stuff. Mm, a little more pepper in there. And he was he was chewing away and suddenly heard a knock on the door. What? Why is there somebody knocking on my door? That couldn't possibly be right. So he pushed back his chair and walked across the floor. When he got to the door he he said, Who's out there? And there was a voice that said, It's me. My name's Jeremy Carter. Can I come in? I'm freezing. Um, okay, come on in, if you can open the door. I can. I've cleared the snow away. So the door opened, and in came a young man named Jeremy Carter. He was 15 years old. Oh, thank you, sir, for letting me in. It's so cold outside. I thought I was going to freeze. Um, Jeremy... Was it Jeremy? Yeah, that's, that's my name, Jeremy Carter. Um, what are you doing here? Oh, well, I got lost. Uh, I was out hunting, and my my family is in a wagon train, and I, I shot a deer, and I followed it for a long ways, and I couldn't find it, and then I tried to find my way back to where my family was in the wagon train, and I couldn't find them anywhere. Yeah, but then I found this cabin here, after I'd pretty near froze to death last night. Oh, well, uh, have some stew. It's elk. Poor old Bert didn't even know how to talk to anyone. He hadn't seen anyone for so many years that he wasn't sure what to say. So, uh, your name's Jeremy, was it? Yeah, it's Jeremy. Oh, this is really good stew, except we got too much pepper in it. And, uh, where did you say your family was going? Uh, we're going to Oregon. It's uh, way over west, uh, by the Pacific Ocean. 
Yeah, I know where Oregon is. Thank you, young man. Oh, okay. And, uh, what's the name of your dog there? Oh, that's Wolf. Oh, it's a wolf? No, no, his name is Wolf. He's not a wolf. He's just a dog. Arr! Wolf wasn't sure he liked the stranger very much, so Bert had tied him up into the corner. Nice doggy. Nice doggy. I'm not going to hurt you. Well, uh, we better get you back to your wagon train, young man. Uh, whereabouts are they, did you say? Oh, I don't have any clue. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, is there, like, a, a road around here? Mm, not that I know of. I mean, no. How far did you travel? Well, I just kept walking all night long. I'm pretty tired. You kept walking all night, so they could be a whole day's journey away somewhere. Yep. Do you know which direction you came from? Well, no, not really. I'm going to take a nap. I'm pretty tired. So Jeremy lay down and went to sleep. And he was sound asleep for another like eight hours and there was nothing Bert could do to wake him up. But fortunately it hadn't snowed anymore. And so he said, when Jeremy finally did wake up, Alright Jeremy. We're going to try and find out which direction you came from. Did you keep walking in a straight line? Uh, more or less, I think, yeah. I, I was just heading, uh, trying to head down the mountains. Because I thought that that's where my family was. Alright, so you just, uh, you, you come outside with me and we're going to find your tracks. And we're going to track them backwards. And Wolf will come along. Come on, Wolf. <laughs> so, outside they went. And they started tracking the tracks of the snow. It was really deep snow, and so it was super hard to walk. And they followed, and they followed, and they followed those tracks for a couple of hours. But then finally, they ran out. Well, I bet it was just the last couple hours that it wasn't snowing. And so it was, everything from here on out has been covered up with the snow, I suppose. Now, don't you worry about that. I know how to tell where a track was, even if it's covered up in the snow. See, there's still little depressions here where you went in. A little depression here, a little depression there, all the way back. You can still follow your tracks. So they followed for another hour or so, but then it became so hard to find that even Bert couldn't find it anymore. So at that point, they were out in the middle of the woods, and they looked all around, and Spurt was like, Well, young man, it could still be many, many hours from where your family was. I don't know which way to go. Well, I don't either. I guess I'll just have to stay with you. What? I don't think so. Uh, we'll get you down to a trading post, and uh, and then they, they can send you on your way to Oregon. Well, okay. When's the first time we could get down to a trading post? Oh, well. Yeah, the passes are all closed. We probably couldn't get you down to Fort Cheshire until um, a couple months. Oh, well, guess I'll just have to stay with you then. Oh. Okay. 
So Jeremy Carter stayed with Bert for the next couple of months. And they learned to do things together. And and most importantly, they enjoyed talking about the Bible and theology. Jeremy had a Bible with him. And they read read the Bible a lot. And Bert was a Christian, but he hadn't read the Bible in many, many, many years. Jeremy's parents were Christians as well. And Jeremy, he wasn't so sure. But he liked to read the Bible because it was the only book he had. And so as they read the Bible, they would they would read a lot of things that were encouraging or a lot of things that were good for t discussing. And then finally one day the passes opened and they got Jeremy... Bert sent Jeremy down to the trading post so he could head off to Oregon. Well, young man, it's been an enjoyable couple months, and Wolf's gotten to know you well. I uh, hope you have a good trip to Oregon. Thanks. Me too. Goodbye. Bye. And then Jeremy went back to his cabin, and he sat down. I'm sorry, Bert went back to his cabin and sat down and looked at Wolf. <laughs> you miss him too, huh, boy? Yeah. Me too. And poor Bert just sat there and felt really lonely. And as he was sitting there, feeling really lonely, he thought back to all the winters that he'd spent all by himself in the middle of the Rocky Mountains, all covered in snow. Many years he'd been there by himself, and he'd never been lonely before. Why am I all lonely now, I wonder? Must be because I wasn't lonely for a little while. I had someone to be with and to talk to, and and now I, I've gotten used to it. Oh, dear. Well, I don't know what to do. I guess I'll just build a fire. And as he was building the fire, one of the verses that they'd read in the Bible came back to his mind. And it was something that Jesus had said. Let's see, what did he say? Uh, I go to prepare a place for you, and uh, do not be afraid. And uh, uh, so, uh, oh, uh, what was it? Um, oh, I wish I knew. He couldn't quite remember the words, but he knew that it was something about how Jesus was with him. And he was always with him. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. That was it. That was in the book of Hebrews. Oh, that's good to know. And I'm realizing that it's already past 15 minutes. So, even if you feel lonely or depressed, even if you can't figure out the reason why, you can know that Jesus never will leave you and never will forsake you. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear.